0: I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C.
1: You know who it is, Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports.
0: This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show.
2: All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Big Poo is back today in the co-host chair. Poo, how are you? I'm
1: good, I'm good, enjoying this heat.
2: It is hot. And our guest today from the Washington football team is Zach Selby. Zach, how are you?
0: Uh, well, I'm not enjoying the heat as much as old Big Pooh over here, but <laughs> as you can see, my face is very red. But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm doing all right, living it up here in Richmond. we got one more day left to practice before we head on over to Ashburn, but it's uh, been a very eventful, very fun, very exciting time. It's actually my first time being in Richmond, so it's uh, a whole new experience for me.
2: I, I was going to ask you, could, you've been with the team for two years now, but no camp last year, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because I, I, originally, I originally started in week four, 2019. Um, okay. And then I was excited to go to Richmond last year, but then a certain disease <laughs> came up and uh, kind of ruined all those plans. So we had to be stuck in Ashburn, which was fun, but you know, everyone was talking about how fun Richmond is. So I've, I felt a little disappointed. So when all the mandates started getting lifted and all the protocols started to change a little bit, I was really happy to be able to get in front of the fans and you know, get out to Richmond.
1: Zach, how has the energy been from the fans um, in Richmond, being that last year, obviously there was no camp in Richmond. Even if there was, it wouldn't have been no fans in Richmond. But how, how has the energy been from the from the people that's come out to see uh, the practices?
0: Well, aside from that one random Cowboys fan that apparently shows up every year, uh, <laughs> it's been really good. Uh, you know, actually I, I pointed this out on Twitter earlier today. Um, really cool moment. You know, you know everyone's always screaming, you know, to get the players' attention, and um, you know you hear just a random a little kid, little girl out of the go say hi Terry, and like t- Terry looks smiles and waves. Uh, it was it was so adorable. But it's been really cool. I think the fans have really missed seeing the players in person. Cause for a lot of people, this is the first time they've seen it in person since 2019, which is just crazy to think about. And the players all oh, I think everyone's been asked about it and they've all said, we, we we really, really miss them. And it's uh they you you don't obviously we all know how important fans are, but you you tend to overlook that until they're gone and you realize like, oh, they have a massive impact on the game and we we love them we're excited to have them it's uh wish we could have more of them honestly but we're doing well with what we got
2: Zach the juice around the team this year even on a national level is 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 better than I I mean maybe in two decades honestly and did the players notice it have they talked about it can you feel that energy coming from what should be from a lot of people's expectations a really good season
0: yeah, there's definitely a lot of excitement about what this team can accomplish, and there should be. I mean, hell, they're, they've, they've improved just about every other every position that they were labeled as a weak spot last year. They pretty much addressed it and strengthened it. And, and then you look at this defense, the defense is only going to get better. You have Chase Young in year two, Montez Sweat in year three. A lot of people are considering them already one of the best duos, edge rushing-wise, in the league period, which says a whole lot. And I think you know, it really just comes down to – what they're able to accomplish this year, I think they're I, to me for me personally, I don't see a, a below five hundred win a ten below five hundred team on in this roster. It just they just they're just too much better. Now of course they have to go out there and prove it, of course. But I see at least that above five hundred group going going into this. I'm not gonna put an exact number on it, but they've definitely improved. And I mean the the players do feel it. I think they and just to show the the Ron Rivera effect that they have. They, they all seem to be really cool about it. They, yeah, they say, yeah, you know, we understand there's a lot of hype, a lot of build. We feel it too. We want that. We like the energy. But we also have to understand that, to use a John Allen quote, quote paper doesn't really win football games, potentially does win football games. We have to go out there and prove it. And that's, that's really the attitude that they've had so far.
1: Zach, we, we all know every team has to deal with, you know, COVID. And, uh, you know, you have your vaccinated players, your unvaccinated players and different rules for both. But how is the, the Washington football team, in your opinion, managing, you know, we, we know they're um, I think they're above 60 percent now. But how are they really managing, uh, you know, the vaccinated and unvaccinated players? I believe a couple of players ended up going on the COVID list recently. But how, how are they, in your opinion, how are they they're dealing with that?
0: Well, I think it's pretty much the same tactic that a lot of the entire league has been been implementing. It's really their own personal decisions, and that's really something you have to respect. It's it seems to me that the players have tried to be as as team oriented as they can be about the situation because I know it's a it's definitely a hot button issue for a lot of people right now. And I mean, the there's there's a lot of there are strong opinions on both sides of it, and I mean that that can easily that could destroy a locker room because it's like it. This tears people's opinion parts all over all over the country but it seems like they have enough respect for each other to realize that this is what they're going to do and they try to understand it. they try to be empathetic about why what they're coming from where they're coming from as far as whether or not to get the shot or not and it seems like they're they're trying to just kind of not necessarily just not as like just put it to the side but understand that it is an issue it is something that people are going to talk about and obviously the players are going to talk about it too but it's not going to be something that they want to tear apart because they have goals in mind. They have, they have a goal of like, Hey, we want to, we, we want to win the division again. We want to do what we need to do. And all decisions aside, whether it's on the field, vaccines, whatever you want to say, we're going to get around it. We're going to adapt and we're going to try to do the best we can. with What we got.
2: Who uh, you haven't been on in a couple of episodes. And so I guess it's time for me to take back some things that I've said. I swore that Humphreys would not make this roster. I was sold on that with, um, with Samuels going, don't laugh at me, Pooh. since uh, Samuels is going on to the pup, and it would appear that um, QB one loves throwing it to him. His job seems more stable. What are guys like Steven Sims, Isaiah, Wright? These guys going to have to do to make this roster.
0: Well, I think for me, it- I think Isaiah Wright had a really good day today. Uh, and you know, Rivera even brought it up. I mean, he had several really solid plays. There was one where he kind of—it wasn't necessarily a handoff, but it was like an extended pass play, I guess you could say. And um, you know, that that ended up being a pretty positive game. And then there was another play on the opposite sideline where he comes down and just wins the matchup against the defensive back and does what you need, does what you need to do to to finish the play. I mean, Isaiah Wright's been one of my favorite guys ever since he got came to Lincoln Temple and. It's definitely going to be hard for him to make the roster of Steven Sam's and, and all his other bottom of the roster guys, but it's not even really, I think about necessarily making the standout plays because I was, everyone's going to have those moments. It's not for God's sakes. So the cameras are going to be out. Everyone's going to try to have that one moment, but it isn't just about one moment. It's about everybody have coming together and saying, you know, we're, we want to do what we need to do. And that involves the smaller things like blocking the right way and, you know, having your hand placed in the right spot, the footwear needs to be great, the route running needs to be pristine, all of that other stuff. I mean, you can't you can't have um, everybody getting the ball all the time. So even when you're even the ball isn't going your way, you have to be showing that you're ready for the ball whenever like whenever you whenever you get the opportunity. So it's it's really about the all well roundedness of, of of it. And yes, all these guys are able to make big plays, but. It comes down to just being a ball player, and that's such a cliche phrase to use, but it's it's the truth of the matter about those non big plays like that.
2: Quick follow up: though. Hamstrings got hurt today? Is he okay? He went down.
0: Yeah, he seems to be fine. Yeah, uh, you know Rivera was asked about it. And he said it's it's it didn't seem too bad. He got he popped back up, and you know, he was back in he's back in team drills in the next drive, so he seems to be doing okay.
1: Zach, I, I'm just going to ask what everybody wants to know. How is the quarterback quote unquote competition going uh, during this first week of camp?
0: You know, it's, it's really funny. A lot of people, everyone is just so subjective about, about tweets about like what, where the competition is like, you could see one tweet about how about Heineken throws, say, "Oh, Heineken's winning the competition. Or you can see one good from one good tweet from about Fitzpatrick. Oh, well, Fitzpatrick's clearly got it. I mean, to me, it looks to me like they're both really doing their jobs. Fitzpatrick is slinging it like you would always expect him to. Um, you know, it, it, To me, they don't, they don't approach it like competition. At least, at least the quarterbacks don't. I mean, they're trying to improve each other in the best way they can. They're trying to push each other. Um, Heineke is not really going to go out and say, well, I'm trying to do what I can to beat Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick sure as hell is not going to do that either um they they they're both you know they're both guys who understand that the coaches are going to do do whatever they think is best for the team and Fitzpatrick's been around the block to know that and find hell he wasn't even in the league last year so he knows the business of, of it all and all they can really do is go out and just show what they're able to do and I think for me the the attitude is that Fitzpatrick is is the starter, but they're going to be able to give him the competition, kind of give the competition to do it to take the spot eventually. Um, and another thing to consider is that we don't—it's hard to really gauge how the competition is going right now with the helmets and jerseys of everything. Because once the pads come on, once the pregame start, that's when you're going to be able to get a good gauge about where everybody's at in terms of talent performance. Because right now, I mean, they're not playing. Obviously, they're not playing just like seven on seven, just just catch, but it's uh it's not it's not the full evaluation that you need to see right now so it's almost like a, it's almost like a situation where you need to be like yo let's just enjoy the throws and then once the path come on, once the hitting starts then you can start evaluating
1: correct me if i'm wrong but i was always under the assumption that even though uh, coach rivera called it or said he wanted a competition this year that the true competition was more between Heineke and allen for that for that backup quarterback Quarterback spot, um with you know Allen coming off an injury and Heineke doing what he did in the playoff game. Did, do you believe that's more of you know where the real competition is at this point?
0: Well, I mean, they even brought that up today, and you know Rivera pretty much said that like these are guys that those two guys are people we're paying extra attention to right now. But you also have to consider that Kyle Allen is still like I wouldn't say he's still recovering from it. He's still like in the process of. Getting probably getting back up to speed on, you know, after dislocating his ankle. Um, you have to consider that too. So eventually it seemed like he seems like he'll be added into that into that evaluation more. But I wouldn't say it's like just a competition between Heineken and just a competition between Fitzpatrick. He's looking at all of these guys to see what they can do. So it's, I mean, yeah, and while Fitzpatrick may be the guy, they're 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 looking a lot at Heineken and Allen too, because they both at least proving to Rivera that they can handle starting responsibilities if they have the opportunity to do so.
2: If, uh, if wide receiver is maybe the hottest competition, it, it feels like that secondary is right behind it. they got a, a lot of guys that can play. Uh, I've been saying for a while that in a perfect world, I'd love to see St. Juice outside, and that way they can kick Kendall Fuller into the nickel where maybe he's more natural. Uh, it looked like they had curl at free safety a little bit with Landon out there. How do you see that competition shaking out? And is it just going to be fluid all season long?
0: It might be fluid. It might, it might be fluid. I could see that happening. Because, um, again, like the versatility is just something that they've been stressing all offseason. Um, and I I wouldn't say put – I wouldn't say put no stock into what safety combinations are out there at any particular moment. But, it, I mean, it does – it is nice to see – Landon and Curl out there at the same time I, I had personally I had seen Curl as maybe like a free safety guy maybe sliding in the or once Landon comes back anyway um but for me I I think that there might be like a, a day day one starter out there but something that I've always brought up is that the versatility on this on this group and the talent in this group alone because it, even if you have, say. Say, for example, not to like not to put a label on it, but like let's say Landon and, and Carol Curl are out there week one. You've got Bobby McCain out there. You've got Danny Johnson who can who can play. You have Jeremy Reeves who can play. All these guys at safety, they they have at least a little bit of starting experience with it as well. And they can play wherever on the field, too. Bobby McCain is a great example of that. He's played at all five spots. So it's it's gonna be more of a situation where you have guys who can play wherever you need them to play. At any time, because even with curl, you can put him. A, you can put him at the nickel. You can put him a corner if you really need to. You can put him. You know, have, Moreland, have a dime linebacker. So
2: is Morland's job in jeopardy? Does he need to have a good count? Who's that? Moreland. Moreland.
0: Oh yeah, Jim. No, I mean I wouldn't say it's in jeopardy. I think you know he's competing with everybody, competing just like everybody else is. They like Jim. They really do. They like his attitude. They like the way he plays. They like this, his his uh, his demeanor on the field. I don't think that he's. In a situation where he like has to make, has to ball out to make the roster personally, um, but I mean it's a competition. Like because because corner is a big spot that they've added a lot of a lot of talent to. Um, but now I wouldn't say flat out that like that Jimmy's in jeopardy. <laughs> Zach, have we reached
1: a point in camp where uh, Martin Mayhew and uh, I can't remember the the other guy they brought in Marty
0: there. Herney. Marty.
1: herney there we go herney start picking up the phone and, and and making some calls about backup D end or are they still excited about the young guys that they have backing up chasing uh sweat right now
0: i think there's i think they're fine with what they got and i've been saying this a lot i'm fine with the demons of in depth. i think it's i think that these guys are players they drafted to contribute immediately um and, and the, the other thing is like you don't you don't need to be like you don't need to be Kerrigan. You don't need to be like Chase Young or Montez Sweat to be to to be a quality player at defensive end. Sometimes you just need a Casey Tufill. Sometimes you just need a guy who's gonna you know make a couple of tackles here and there, like a Shaka Tony, who is gonna come up with a. He's not he's not gonna lead the team in sacks or anything, but he's if you can just give like one or two good plays or even a sack or two every other game, that's what you need. But you know, I I just don't I just don't think that they're going to. It's not a priority right now. Um, now I will say like. Maybe at, like during roster cuts, if they see if they see a guy that's come that's uh, surprisingly got loose from some other team, they might make the call. I mean, that's that's what that's what a lot of teams do. But I think for now, they've just done such a good such a good job of letting the players that they draft develop and see what they have. I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna they're gonna just say, well, we draft these guys to 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 compete, and then say, well, let's also let's also get this other guy. And see what he can do for us. They're, they're going to they're gonna wait and see, let him prove it. And if they feel like they need to get some more depth, they're going to do
2: it. I think James Smith Williams is in for a big year. And I've also been saying, I think we should see Jonathan Allen playing D end uh, a little bit this year to be able to get some of all that. They've got a ton of D tackles.
0: You, know, you, you bring up uh you bring up dance with william this is another guy that a lot of people have been impressed with and the co- the coaches have, have said a lot of good things about him I, I was i was just watching him today just to see what he was doing and he had a really good swim move on um on Sadiq charles and got right by him um because that's the kind of talent that he has i mean he's he he looks like he's a he he looks like he's a little bit slimmer a little bit he's put on a little more muscle with a, with an offseason under him now but i think that's a guy that A lot of people are going to be looking at, like, he was a seven-round pick last year, and he could be a really big contributor this year.
2: He he played end, I think, at NC State. He did. which uh, I know they were playing him at tackle a little bit last year, but he's got, again, to your point, Ron Rivera's favorite word, position flex. uh, He's got it in another one of those super high uh, spark guys, right? They've been drafting all these freak athletes.
0: Yeah, I mean he's uh, well he has some job with AIG or something like that after he if he decides to end his career. Um, so that I mean, that he he's definitely smarter than all three of us on this podcast. I can <laughs> really guarantee you that. that, that sure. that's no, no disrespect, but I mean I, we're not all we don't have jobs at AIG. <laughs> you're,
1: you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> Uh, Zach, how has uh, Jamin Davis looked uh, running around? Once again, I know it's early in camp and, you know, they don't have the pads on yet, but how, how has he looked running around um, out there with that, that first uh, team defense?
0: He seems like he's going in all the right spots that he needs to get to. You know, he's, he's, he's learning a lot right now. I mean, he he's said that, you know, it's nothing too complicated he can't handle, but it is still, you know, the speed of it is a uh, – it's a difference for sure and um, he's he looks like he's he's getting into the concepts he's making he's making the calls at mike i'm sure that's going to it could change at some point from now they haven't mike uh so he's really been directing the defense in a lot of ways and he uh, he looks pretty solid there he has a lot of really good command in the huddle um and and if he needs to be in the right spot you have basically two other some pseudo mics and uh, Cole Holcomb and uh, John Bostic who have experience doing that. And they can tell me, Hey, you need to be over here. You need to make this call here. You need to get the secondary adjusted over here. So it's, it's a situation where he's, he's doing when he, he's doing what he needs to do. I think that's the big thing. I don't think you need to taper any kind of chase young expectations on him. He's not, it's hard to put, it's hard to put someone like with a generational talent as chase in the same category as like Jamie Davis, even though he's a, obviously a talented player. But you need, he's, he's doing OK. He's doing he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's taking the the steps. He's been standing out really, really well, to Gordon to Rivera. So he's 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 doing fine. He's doing he's doing exactly what he needs to do. And he's getting starters reps, which can't go wrong with that either.
1: And I already know uh, Rivera and Jack Del Rio is on them hard because you you got two former defensive players uh, linebackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you,
0: you already know that like they're, they're, uh, they're paying a little extra attention to see what's going on over there.
2: It's interesting. Terry has been so good. The numbers just show that Fitzpatrick loves feeding number one receivers. I mean, 120, 125, 140 targets for these guys. What's Terry saying about the idea of really just getting a ton of volume this year. Got to be excited about it.
0: Oh, he's embracing it because that's what he is. He's Terry. He he's he's an, he he knows he knows now that he is the number one receiver on this team, and he knows that a lot of well, a lot of players have a lot of film on him now, and he's really been attacking the 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 development to be even even better. To be you know you could say maybe try to be a top five guy. I mean that, that's a goal that he has in mind. So he's working on the little things like you know Julio Jones always works on his footwork and his and his, and his routes. That's what he, that's what Terry's doing. Do he's trying to get out of his breaks. He's trying to get, get separation at the line of scrimmage. He's doing all these things to, to to, be, to become the next step of whatever Terry is going to be in his development. And that's that's really special to see. And Fitzpatrick loves him clearly because today, I mean, he was targeting him a lot, and Terry was open a lot and catching a lot of great a lot of great balls, and they were some, for some pretty good games about 30, 40 yards, which is just amazing it's exciting to see I, I can't I can't wait to see what Terry does as a deep threat and that's something that he wants to be this year he wants to be not just the guy who's going to make the 15 to 20 yard play he's going to make the 25 to 30 to 40 yard plays and try to do try to do whatever he did to, to, to Trayvon Diggs last year with the Cowboys turned to burnt toast <laughs> that, that's that's what you're trying to get at to get out of Terry this year
2: and imagine if that offense is just even a little explosive and the defense, you know, doesn't regress, but actually takes the next step, which you're hoping for. I mean, because the, the quarterback play, I mean, no disrespect to the guys on the roster, but it was at the bottom of the league last year. So even if we can get mediocre play this year, I mean, oh, ima- imagine the defense going out there and already having a seven or ten point lead. You know well, the, I mean? thing is, well,
0: the thing is, like, the, the quarterback play was just so – it was just so up and down. I mean, you'd have, you know, Dwayne in there, and then you've had Kyle Allen in there, and then you've had – Alex in there, and then you had Heineke in there for a little bit. I mean, like, it's just – there's just – it was just so much inconsistency and so much, like, variance in terms of, like, experience. So you'd have Dwayne, who's right. entering his second season, and then you'd have Allen, who's been in there for a little bit longer but has a little more starting experience. And you go to uh, Alex Smith, who's been in there for way longer, about as long as uh, as as long as Fitzpatrick has. And then you bring in Heineke, who's was – sleeping in his sister's house last year. <laughs> like there's just no like there's no, just no level of like consistency there. But in fairness to, to Terry to bring him back up again, he excelled at all of them. So just imagine just having yeah. the consistent quarterback play all year long. And even for a guy who de- dealt with that still had a thousand yard season, just imagine what he's gonna do when you have 16 to 17 games of Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Zach, we, we've been talking about, you know, Terry McLaurin, wonderful receiver was in his third season. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick slings the ball around the field whenever Curtis Samuels get back. Uh, of course, we saw what Logan Thomas did last year. How, how scary can this offense really be if Gibson takes another step in his development as a running back and then actually brings his skill set from when he was in Memphis and and receiving the ball um, with him. Cause last year everybody knew McKissick got in the game more than likely it was going to be a passing play. And I know that's something they drafted Antonio Gibson for is because of his versatility, but young player, probably not picking up the blitz packages or not blocking as you know, they probably wanted him to. But where where do you think he is in his development uh, so far in his second
0: season in, in NFL? I think he I think he could take a massive step, really. Um, I think you look at what he did last year. He should have got a thousand a thousand rushing yards last year if it wasn't for the the, t- the turf toe injury he suffered against the Steelers. I think he would have he would have gotten a thousand yards, and he was a touchdown machine. So it, it's it's really now incorporating the passing game. For that's, that's something that we really, really want to emphasize is getting him out into space and trying to do a little bit maybe with what J.D. McKissick did last year of just being that guy you can dump the ball off to and then make yards after the catch because he he did that at Memphis and he was really good at it. But now that he's now he's got the running back experience now he's got that as a foundation for what he wants to do. You can bring it. You can bring him in. You know, bring him out a little bit. Bring him to the slot. Bring him out as and bring him out of the backfield. And, you know, as a second option. That's something that's really going to open up this offense a lot, I think, because because when you have all these receivers in Terry, Diami, Adam Humphreys, I mean, whoever else is out there, they're the secondary is going to be so focused on them, and the linebackers going to be so focused on them. You could you could almost you could say forget for that Antonio Gibson is out there as for a little dump off play, and he goes and gets the first down and keeps the ball going. So I mean. In terms of how scary that can make this this offense, I mean, I'm, last year, I'm pretty sure you was looking like were sometimes because of because of how uh, how the offense looked. But I think this this offense could be. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna say it's a top ten, but I think even if they could like jump up from like they're about 27, 28 last year to like the middle of the pack, like 13 or 14, with the potential to make some really like explosive plays, down and surprise some people, that's gonna help out a lot. Because uh, that's going to give the defense more confidence. That's going to give the uh, the players uh, enough, enough confidence to realize, hey, we 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 don't have to we don't have to go out here and win the game by ourselves. We have an offense that can just score points, not at will, but effectively if we need to. And you have a, and you have a guy in Fitzpatrick who's going to just sling the ball downfield for better or for worse. He's going to go out there and do it. Um, I think it, it could be. You know, it kind of reminds me of. Maybe a little bit of what Auburn did back in 2014, where like they're run, 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 and they have the ability to just go out there and just get a big pass uh, 30 or 40 yards down to the open up, open up the field even more.
2: Zach, exactly. do we assume that since they did nothing except add Patterson to that running back room that they feel comfortable with his toe?
0: You mean you mean with just Patterson in general, or you mean like no, no,
2: I, I, the Gibson is still talking about this turf toe. Oh. And the only thing that doesn't make me nervous about it is that they haven't done anything except add Patterson. Mm-hmm. We, is, it, is that the right way to be looking at this thing? I guess is what I'm saying. Do you feel good about the toe?
0: Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I think I think his toe is perfectly fine because I know a lot of people made a big deal about him. You know, saying, "Well, I've got definitely got to monitor it," but I mean, your your mom. I mean, I, you you could argue that Landon is is monitoring his Achilles. You could say that. Sure. Kelvin is monitoring his knee because he's back on the field for the first time. Um, and then both those guys have been doing great. So I, I, I don't, I don't think it's that as big of a deal as some people are making it out to be. He looks, he looks great. He has a couple of pretty solid plays today down the sideline. Uh, getting get some, get some extra yards there and fight, fight for those extra, extra little bit of blades of grass there. Um, so I think he's going to be fine in terms of what it does for the running back position. I think, I think bringing on Patterson, is more of like a um, potential to see what, what he, what he can bring to the, to the squad. I don't think it has anything any necessarily to do with, uh, with, with the, with uh, the running by position for better or for worse, whether it, whether uh, Antonio had like a bigger turf toe issue or not. I think it's just a situation where they like his ability. They like They like his explosiveness. They like how he's a, a fighter. And, and you know he's basically a bowling ball out there running at, running at five, eight, 195 pounds. So I, I, I think he matches what they want to do as far as his, their running style. Um, and I also think it it, it's, it speaks to the consistency of the position overall, because not only do you have Gibson back, you have McKissick back, you have Barber back, you're bringing back Lamar Miller, who you signed in, uh, near the end of the year. And all four of those guys, they like a lot. Um, so th- they probably looked at the situation where we're like, we don't really need to bring anybody else back, because if, if Antonio does, you know, God forbid, go down again for something, you got – Mckissick, who did a great job, and then you have Barber, Mister Third to himself, and then you have Lamar Miller, who's also looks really good at camp this year, which has kind of been a surprise for me too.
2: Sadiq I mean, is a fan favorite. What's he look like? Where he, have, do they know what they want to do with him? He
0: needs a big camper, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he just like needs to wow people, but I, I, I think he's, uh, I think it's, I think it's a big camper personally. I think he feels like you know he's he has the ability to be a starter, and a lot of the coaches were really impressed with him last year before he you know, suffered a calf injury and was out for the rest for basically the rest of the year, except for the exception of like two snaps. Um, but I to me, it looks like he's he he's been playing a lot of tackle and guard. And he the good thing is like he's is I wouldn't maybe, maybe more more so guard than tackle at some in some in some team drills. I know he, he spends a lot of time in guard and nine on nine drills. Um and he looks good doing that too, but I think with his versatility, I don't think it really. I think he's going to be able to compete for a starting job. I don't know if he's going to necessarily like if he does. If he doesn't need to, um, if he doesn't get it, I think they say he's got the ability to to slide in as a as a swing tackle or a guard if they need to because they like his talent. They like his ability to do to 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 have the quickness to beat the edge defenders and the the strength to to handle those three techniques, get out those shades whenever they need him to on some run plays. So it's it's a I think for him, it's mostly going to be a situation where let's see what he's got this year. Let's see, let's see how he does moving on the leg after his injury. And then we can decide what position he fits best at.
1: How has uh Cosme looked out there with with all the reps he can handle with uh Cornelius Lucas on the COVID list?
0: Cosme's been uh it, there's been some wins. There have been some losses, uh, considering that you're going against Chase Young and Montez Sweat on a regular basis. Actually, the story that I'm, uh, that I'm writing, uh, writing right now, which should be available later on today, um, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting experience for him because he's, he's in a position to start. Uh, and Rivera has pretty much even flat out said that he has the opportunity to, to be the starting right tackle if he, if he develops the right way. A lot of what he's needing to focus on is like the little stuff. Like a lot of the pre-snap adjustments, a lot of the um, a lot of the stance stuff, a lot of the uh, a lot of the, like the little technique things. that you really need to work on as a as a right tackle going up against the edge rushers that he's going to see on a regular basis. Because I mean, you're not going to be seeing Chase Young or Montez Sweat out there on Sundays. But you're going to see guys like Derek Barnett with the Eagles. You're going to be seeing a lot of other quality edge rushers in the schedule. So you need to be going up against these guys, knowing how to perfect that technique. And Sheriff has really come on and been a reliable, reliable teacher to him. And he's been trying to like show him about how, like how the secondary affects your blocking scheme, how like the, what the linebacker is doing, how that adjustment is going to affect the rest of the play. It's, and it's really been almost like a, a godsend for him because he's able to, he's a, he, yes, he's going up against a really tough competition, but he's also got a, a, a multiple pro bowler and an all pro to help him out, go through this process.
2: Nice. Does winning does winning a bunch of games this year convince Sheriff to stay, or do you think the ship has sailed on that? I, I
0: think I, I think the uh, the amount of wins and losses does not matter to him in terms of that. He's been pretty clear from the start that he wants to be here. He wants to be the guy. He wants to be someone who, like Brandon, like John, like John Allen, wants to be with here. Be, wants to be here for the rest of his career. So. I I think he he looks at it as you know he's here for another year. He's gonna be he's gonna be under contract this year, and they'll work it out whenever they get a the chance. Um, but he's he, he's made it pretty clear that he he wants to be here, and he he seems very sincere about that.
1: Yeah, I just read a read a quote today where he was saying that even though the deal didn't get done, a uh, long term deal didn't get done, his hopes is still that it can get done next offseason. 'Cause as you say, Zach, he still wants to be in Washington. So yeah, um pretty pretty good to hear that, you know. Yeah,
0: it is, yeah. <laughs> pretty it good is. to hear. I think um what we have to understand, you know, as <laughs> it's it's really kind of it's a hard concept to grasp and a hard concept to like under like to really come to grips with. But like there's a lot of things that go like in terms of contract negotiations that go on that we don't even think about. I mean, they're, they're, these are agents and, and teams trying to negotiate things and sometimes it's 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 you never know what's what what sets it up it could be something as small as you know offset language which happens with draft picks every single year um so i mean that that's probably something that, that had to do with uh had to do with zach wilson this year with the jets i mean you never know but i mean he's he's made it pretty clear that he wants to be here he wants to be in the burgundy and gold and we should, i think we should take him as word for it because if there's one thing done that uh that sheriff is good for is his word
1: yeah, it's pretty pretty refreshing to see uh Washington retaining young talent like a Jonathan Allen, hopefully a Brandon Sheriff, uh, coming up here soon. Uh, Zach, you know, I, you got any more questions, Doug? I, I you know, I, yeah, I know Zach. yeah, Zach. We we definitely appreciate your time. We appreciate you taking the time. We know you you're in the midst of of it all right now. You're pretty busy. <laughs> um, just let the people know where they can find you, and and you already said what you have coming up next, but you can say it again, and and uh, we let you get on up out of here.
0: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Zach W-F-T. If you want anything related with football and or food with baking, you will.
1: Oh, it got him. It got him. The internet bug got him. Right at the very end. We were so close. (laughs) Zach Zach has been the star of
2: training camp so far. Follow him on uh, Twitter. The videos and the recaps have been great. And uh, we appreciate it for his time. Big Pooh, we'll see you next time.
1: Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. Right, appreciate you, Zach.